ಅಲ್ಲಾಭ ಗಿರಿವರಧಾರಿ ಜಯ ಗೋಪೀ ಜನವಲ್ಲಭ ಗಿರಿವರಧಾರಿ ಯಶೋದನಂದನ ಬ್ರಜನರಂಜನ ಯಶೋದನಂದನ ಬ್ರಜನರಂಜನ ಯಮುನತೀರ ವನಚಾರಿ ಯಮುನತೀರ ವನಚಾರಿ ಜಯ ರಾಧವ ಪುಂಜಬಿಹಾರಿ ಗೋಪೀ ಜನವಲ್ಲಭ ಗಿರಿವರಧಾರಿ ಯಶೋದನಂದನ ಬ್ರಜನರಂಜನ ಯಮುನತೀರ ವನಚಾರಿ ಜಯ ರಾಧ ಮಾಧವ ಪುಂಜಬಿಹಾರಿ ಜಯ ರಾಧ ಮಾಧವ ಪುಂಜಬಿಹಾರಿ ಜಯ ರಾಧ ಮಾಧವ ಪುಂಜಬಿಹಾರಿ ಶ್ರೀಲ ಪ್ರೌಪಾದ ಕೀ ಜಯ ಸಮವೇದ ಭಕ್ತವೃಂದ ಕೀ ಜಯ ಗ್ರಂಥರಾಜ್ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಭಾಗವತಂ ಕೀ ಜಯ ಜಯನಿತಾಯಿ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ 
नारायणं नमस्कृत्य नरं चैवनरोत्तमं देवीं सरस्वतीं व्यासं ततो जयमुधीरयेत नष्टप्रायेशु अभद्रेशु नित्यं भागवतसे वया भगवती उत्तमश्लोके भक्तीर भवतीर नैष्टिकी कृष्णाय वासुदेवाय देवकी नंदनायच नंदगोपकुमाराय गोविंदाय नमो नमः रीडिंग फ्रॉम श्रीमद् भागवतम कैंटो सेवन चैप्टर फाइव टाइटल्ड एस प्रहलाद द सेंटली सन ऑफ हिरण्यकशिपु our focus will be on text 23 and 24. Has anyone heard of this verse before? Yes, it's a very famous verse. Everyone knows this verse. Okay. So, it's a very special verse for all of us. And it is one of the verse which talks about the practical applications in devotional service. The verse goes as follows. Sri Prahaladam Vacha Shravanam Kirtanam Vishnu Smaranam Padasevanam Archanam Vandanam Dasyam Sakhyam Atmani Vedanam Iti Pumsar Pita Vishnu Bhaktishchenna Valakshana Kriyeta Bhagavatyadhyā Kriyeta Bhagavatyadhyā Tanmanye Aditamuttamam Sri Paharadam Vacha Shravanam Kirtanam Vishnu Smaranam Padasevanam Archanam Vandanam Dasyam Sakhyam Atmani Vedanam Iti Pumsar Pita Vishnu Bhakti Shchenava Lakshana Kriyeta Bhagavatyadha Tanmanye Aditam Uttamam Shri Praharadam Vacha Shravanam Kirtanam Vishnu Smaranam Padasevanam Archanam Vandanam Dasyam Sakhyam Atmani Vedanam Iti Pumsar Pita Vishnu Bhaktishchenava Lakshana Kriyeta Bhagavatyadha Tanmanyeditam Uttamam Shri Prahaladam Vacha Shravanam Kirtanam Vishnu Smaranam Padasevanam 
अर्चनम वंदनम दास्यम साख्यम आत्मनिवेदनम इति पुंसार पिता विष्णु भक्ति श्रेन्नवलक्षणा क्रियेत भगवत्यद्धा तन्मन्ये अधितम उत्तमम श्री प्रहलादों वाचा श्रवणम कीर्तनम विष्णो स्मरणम पाद सेवनम अर्चनम वंदनम दास्यम साख्यम आत्मनिवेदनम इति पुंसार पिता विष्णो भक्ति श्रेन्नवलक्षणा क्रियेत भगवत्यद्धा तन्मन्ये अधितम उत्तमम माताजी श्री प्रहलादों वाचा श्रवणम कीर्तनम विष्णो स्मरणम पादसेवनम अर्चनम वंदनम दास्यम साख्यम आत्मनिवेदनम इति पुंसार पिता विष्णो भक्ति श्रेन्नवलक्षणा त्रितभगवत्यद्धा तन्मन्येदितमुत्तमम श्री प्रहलादों वाचा श्रवणम कीर्तनम विष्णो स्मरणम पादसेवनम अर्चनम वंदनम दास्यम साख्यमात्मनिवेदनम इतिपुम सार विष्णो भक्ति स्त्रीनवलक्षणा क्रियेता भगवत्यद्धा तन्मन्ये अधितमुत्तमम् श्री प्रहलादों वाचा प्रहलाद महाराज सेड श्रवणम् हियरिंग कीर्तनम् चैंटिंग विष्णु ऑफ लॉर्ड विष्णु नॉट एनीवन एल्स स्मरणम् रिमेम्बरिंग पादसेवनम् सर्विंग द फीट अर्चनम् ऑफरिंग वर्शिप विथ सोदस उपचार the sixteen kinds of paraphernalia Vandanam offering prayers Dasyam becoming the servant Sakyam becoming the best friend Atmanivedanam surrendering everything whatever one has Iti thus Pumsa Arpita offered by the devotee Vishnu unto Lord Vishnu not to anyone else. Bhakti, devotional service. Chet, if, Navalakshana, possessing nine different processes. Kriyeta, one should perform. 
Bhagavati unto the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Adha, directly or completely. Tat, sorry, Tat, that. Manye, I consider. Aditam, learning. Uttamam, topmost. Translation by Srila Prabhupada. Prahalad Maharaj said, Hearing and chanting about the transcendental holy name, form, qualities, paraphernalia and pastimes of Lord Vishnu, remembering them, serving the lotus feet of the Lord, offering the Lord respectful worship with 16 types of paraphernalia, offering prayers to the Lord, becoming his servant, considering the Lord's Considering the Lord one's best friend and surrendering everything unto Him, in other words, serving Him with the body, mind and words. These nine processes are accepted as pure devotional service. One who has dedicated his life to the service of Krishna through these nine methods should be understood to be the most learned person. For he has acquired complete knowledge. Purport. This purport is, I think, how many pages? <laughs> it is this thick. So if we read all the purport, the class will be over by 9 o'clock. Okay. So we will just read few paragraphs. Okay. More than 12 pages, yes. Okay. So, we'll read a few points and then you can read offline because very interesting purport. So, we'll read the first two or three paragraphs. Purport Bashila Prabhupada Ki Jai. When Prahalad Maharaj was asked by his father to say something from whatever he had learned, he considered that what he had learned from his spiritual master was the best of all teachings. Whereas, what he learnt about diplomacy from his material teachers Shanda and Amarka was useless. Bhakti Pareshanu Bhavo Viraktir Anyatracha Bhagavatam 11.2.42 This is the symptom of pure devotional service. A pure devotee is interested only in devotional service, not in material affairs. To execute devotional service, one should always engage in hearing and chanting about Krishna or Lord Vishnu. The process of temple worship is called archana. How to perform archana will be explained herein. One should have complete faith in the words of Krishna who says that he is the great well-wishing friend of everyone. Suhradam Sarvabhutanam A devotee considers Krishna the only friend. This is called Sakhyam. Pumsa Arpita Vishnu The word Pumsa means by all living entities. There are no distinctions permitting only a man or only a brahmana to offer devotional service to the Lord. 
Everyone can do so. As confirmed in Bhagavad Gita 9.32, Striyo Vaishyas Tatha Shudras Te Api Yanti Param Gatim Although women, Vaishyas and Shudras are considered less intelligent, they can also become devotees and return home back to Godhead. After performing sacrifices, sometimes a person engaged in fruitive activity customarily offers the results to Vishnu. But here it is said, Bhagavati Adha, one must directly offer everything to Vishnu. This is called Sanyasa, not merely Nyasa. A Tridandi Sanyasi carries three dandas signifying Kaya, Mano, Vakya, body, mind and words. All of these should be offered to Vishnu and then one can begin devotional service. Fruitive workers first perform some pious activities and then formally or officially offer the results to Vishnu. The real devotee however first offers his surrender to Krishna with his body, mind and words and then uses his body, mind and words for the service of Krishna as Krishna desires. Sri Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur gives the following explanation in his Tathya. The word Shravan refers to giving oral reception to the holy name and descriptions of the Lord's form, qualities, enturaj and pastimes as explained in Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita and similar authorized scriptures. After orally receiving such messages, one should memorize these vibrations and repeat them. That is called Kirtanam. Smaranam means trying to understand more and more about the Supreme Lord. And Pada Sevanam means engaging oneself in serving the lotus feet of the Lord according to time and circumstances. Archanam means worshipping Lord Vishnu as one does in the temple. And Vandanam means offering respectful obeisances. Manmanabhava madbhakto madhyaji maam namaskuru. Vandanam means Namaskuru, offering obeisances or offering prayers, thinking oneself to be Nitya Krishna Das, everlastingly a servant of Krishna, is called Dasyam and Sakyam means being a well-wisher of Krishna. Krishna wants everyone to surrender unto him because everyone is constitutionally his servant. Therefore, as a sincere friend of Krishna, one should preach this philosophy requesting everyone to surrender unto Krishna. Atma Nivedanam means offering Krishna everything, including one's body, mind, intelligence and whatever one may possess. One's sincere endeavor to perform these nine processes of devotional service is technically called Bhakti. The word Adha means directly. One should not be like the Karmis who perform pious activities and then formally offer the results to Krishna. That is Karmakanda. One should not aspire for the results of his pious activities, but should dedicate oneself fully and then act piously. In other words, one should act for the satisfaction of Lord Vishnu and not the satisfaction of his own senses. That is the meaning of the word Adha, directly. 
ओम ज्ञानतिमराधश ज्ञानाजनशलाखया चक्षुरोन्मीलिता तस्म श्रीगुरव नम श्रीचैतन्यमनोभीष्टम स्थात ये नूतले स्वयं कदा ददाती स्वदाक मुखा कौती वाचा पंगुम लंघाते गिरी यहाँ वंदे श्रीगुरूदीनताण वाचाकूभ्यच कृपासीधुभ्य पतीता पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवभ्यो नमो नम जय श्रीकृष्णचैतन्य प्रभूनंद श्रीयद्वैतगदाधार श्रीवासादी गौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा राम रामा हरे हरे सो दिस चैप्टर इज कॉल्ड प्रहलाद द सेंटली सन ऑफ हिरण्यकशिपु हिरण्यकशिपु was very upset with the killing of his brother hiranyaksha and therefore he wanted to kill the lord which unfortunately is not possible <laughs> but one sure shot way to upset the lord is to upset his devotees hiranyakashipu knew that so he directed his anger at the devotees of the lord because he knew that is one sure shot way of getting the wrath of the lord so he started doing all kinds of trouble right but at the same time he was very kind to his family members hiranyakashipu was all about me and my family to hell with the rest of the world that was his consciousness right so his full affection was only for his near and dear ones so therefore what he did was he wanted to pacify them so he pacified them by using beautiful verses from bhagavad gita on one hand he wants to kill the lord on the other hand he is speaking bhagavad gita how does that sound <laughs> this is called as hypocrisy right speaking something and thinking something else and wanting to do something else right so hiranyakashipu obviously like every leader he wanted to establish a another hiranyakashipu number 2 we say no king david the 2 king david the 3 so hiranyakashipu the 2 he wanted so who does the father look up to to continue business the son so the father educated the son he said oh son go to grammar school and study the art of diplomacy and how to make money so that you can succeed in corporate life almost something like that okay so he sent his son to the school of shanda and amarka who were the sons of shukracharya who was the guru of the asuras <laughs> okay today most of the schools are belonging to which sampradaya shukracharya sampradaya <laughs> even if it is melbourne grammar school it is still shukracharya school right even if it's a top school it is shukracharya school right there are shandas and amarkas who are only preparing people for becoming dasyam to the corporate houses that is the problem today right so hiranyakashipu wanted had such aspirations for his son hiranyakashipu the two but his son was different character <laughs> his son was a devotee of the lord so rather than getting trained from school the son started teaching in school so he started reverse training it's called reverse kt reverse knowledge transfer right in it language 
He did reverse KT. And what was the knowledge he was telling them? He was giving them bhakti. So Hiranyakashipu was very frustrated because this reverse preaching means many of the people in the school also started becoming devotees now. That is the problem and it was against Hiranyakashipu's mission, right? More people were becoming Krishna conscious, whereas Hiranyakashipu's goal was exactly the opposite. So therefore he was very upset with Prahalad. But first he was upset with that Shanda and Amarka. So he caught those two fellows and said, what are you doing? You are not meeting your KPIs and SLS, service level agreements. You are, you are, I am giving you salary for what? <laughs> so he called, pulled those two fellows. They said, we are not, we promise you, mark kasam they tell. We are not telling anything like that. We are only mother promise. We are not teaching him all these things. We are only teaching him how to, we are teaching your agenda to him. So then he said, okay, he had started having a doubt. Then he said, okay, let me call my own son. And then he called his own son. He caressed him nicely, put him on the lap and asked, my dear son, Please tell me, what is the best of all knowledge? Hmm? What is Raja Vidya? The best of all knowledge. Hmm? Obviously, he was expecting, you know, learn Java, C++, cloud computing, robotic process automation, hmm? the business analytics, correct? Is there anything left? Testing, selenium, hmm? and making money, not as employee, but as contractor, hmm? and using the personal expenses to show under the contract. So that we can save tax and we can buy one house, second house, third house, fourth house, fifth house, sixth house, seventh house, eighth house. Right? And then die like a dog after that. For someone else to enjoy. The child may marry someone and even get divorced. Somebody else who we don't know will take away everything. Correct? Lawyer will come. So, this is what is our life. But Prahalad Maharaj was wise. So he said, my dear daddy, this is not knowledge. Raja Vidya. Raja Vidya means that to develop love for the Supreme Personality of Godhead and not to chew that which has already been chewed. We were speaking in on Narsimha Jayanti also, the same point. In India, we have what is called as Gannekaras. Gannekaras means what? Sugar cane juice, that fellow. Sugar cane juice is not sold in no, as much in restaurants in India. It is still sold on the streets. So that fellow is, no, that continuously it's going on. 24 hours that machine goes, right? He passes the sugar cane and some juice, nice, lots of juice comes. Then he does that, that puts some masala on top and then he gives saab. And then what happens? That fellow reuses that again. Again he, again some juice comes out. Again he puts it. And after some time what happens? Only one or two drops are trickling, but still he has hope. Again he puts the same thing, nothing comes out. Then he realizes, now my machine will go for a toss. So he stops and throws it in the nearby dustbin. Hmm? After that time what happens? Some dogs come and eat there. The dogs go away, they are also not getting any juice after that. Then the flies and mosquitoes come and try to see whether something is remaining for us. Right? And then they try to suck the juice. <laughs> Correct? So this is what, hap this is our consciousness. Hmm? All our predecessors have done all this corporate life, Java, C++, Cloud Computing, and everyone has died. <laughs> and they didn't take anything with them. They may have become, been senior vice president or president and CEO of companies, but Prabhupada said, where are they now? Hmm? 
Who did Prabhupada say? Very easy now. To who he said? Huh? Albert Farr, to Ford. He said, where is your grandfather now? He asked Ambarish Prabhu. <laughs> that time he realized, oh, where is my grandfather? His cars are still going around, but he is not there. <laughs> right? In the next lifetime, he may be right now paying mortgage car loan for his own car. Ford car, in the next lifetime. Who knows? <laughs> Correct? But no. But he is not. Why, I'll tell you. This is only for this personality. Because his grandson has become a very sincere devotee of the Lord and has served Prabhupada's mission. Therefore, Narsima, Lord Narsima promises, 21 generations above will not suffer. So, this is not happening. But it can happen to other. For example, General Motors, whoever, to that person it can happen. <laughs> right? So, Hiranyakashipu is a demon, he is a rascal, but he is asking a perfect question. Perfect question from an imperfect person. <laughs> right? And Prahlad Maharaj is giving him a perfect answer. Perfect questions, perfect answer. What is the perfect answer? Today's verse. What is Raja Vidya? What is the highest knowledge? Hmm? So, what is the highest knowledge? To engage in Bhakti. Shravanam, Kirtanam, Vishnu. Hmm? Many people say that when we tell them to do Bhakti, they say Bhakti, hum log to Krishna ko bahut maante hai. You know, in Hindi, they will say, we have Krishna in our heart. Dil mein hai, jaan mein hai, jigar mein hai. They will say all these things. In, inside our heart, he is in my head. You know, all these things. When you tell them to chant, they will say, yeah, 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 we chant full day anyway. Full time I am thinking of Krishna only. Okay. It's a blatant bluff. We know that. We know it's a bluff. They also know it is bluff. Right? Everyone knows it's bluff. Even while chanting, we can't remember Krishna. So, when, when we are not chanting, how can we remember Krishna? <laughs> Correct. Even when chanting, we do dive bomb japa. Like that. Hmm? Correct. So, then what to speak of others? So, anyone is telling all this nonsense, they are cheating themselves and others also. Further, if we ask, you know, come to the temple and do bhakti, hmm? come to bhakti vriksha program, hmm? they will say, jab prabhu bulayenge, you know. When the Lord calls, we will come. As if they are doing everything after the Lord tells them only. Did you do C++ robotic process automation because Lord told you? That you did on your own initiative. Only when we tell people to do bhakti, they will say, when Lord wishes, we will do. As if everything else, they got married also with Lord's wish only. No. Right? So, when it, so people give lot of counter arguments. Hmm? So, bhakti is not something which is saying, oh, it is inside my heart, I have emotions for the Lord, I am a good man, I believe that, I don't believe in all these things. As long as we are good man and we do good to everyone, then God is very pleased and I will go and he will come and take me at the time of death. Everyone talks like this, right? The first problem is that they think they are good people. <laughs> Who told you? Suppose I print my own certificate, MBBS, Jagannath Ram Das School of Medicine. I have my own certificate, I am my own doctor. Will you come to me for treatment? Which college you studied it? No, I started my own college. Certificate, I printed, I have a nice printer at home, new one. New printer. Will you come and get operated? You will run away from me, right? So, Bhakti is not about self-certification that I am a good man. Hmm? Therefore, saying I am a good man, I believe in doing good to others. As if we are all the time doing good to others. In the house also there is problem between husband and wife. What to speak of outside doing good to others? Hmm? The wife is irritated with the husband and vice versa. 
right? So, but we give self-certifications, we cheat. So, bhakti is a practical process. And what to do in bhakti? Prahalad Maharaj is giving a practical footprint or a blueprint to us. These are the nine activities. If someone does not do this, such a person cannot call himself as a bhakta. Then such a person is only hovering on some mental platform, giving himself or herself some self-certification and living in delusion that they are devotees. So, bhakti is very practical. Suppose you go to office and you say, I love my office. My office is in my heart. My office is in my mind. I love my boss. But if he gives you work, you don't do anything. Will you be kept in that office? No way. They'll say, in my heart I've already given you salary. <laughs> Will we accept it? Nobody is going to accept that. Correct? So therefore, it is practical. It's a two-way process. We serve the Lord and we receive tangible benefits. The same verse of Raja Vidya is mentioned in chapter 9. Text 2 of Bhagavad Gita. Raja Vidya Raja Gohyam Pavitram Idam Uttamam Pratyaksha Avagamam Dharmyam Susukam Kartum Avyayam. So what is the king of knowledge? So Pratyaksha Avagamam. So when you, when you practice all these elements of Bhakti, one gets direct realization. Many people say, how do we, how do we increase our faith in God? People ask this question. The first step is knowledge. We have to know who is God. Half the people don't know who is God. Half the people don't even know whether God exists. Forget about that. Then it's a big, big process to understand who is God and who is not God. Hmm? After that is to understand the process of attaining. That itself takes a lifetime. And by doing that, those processes sincerely, we derive realizations. And through that realization, that bhakti pareshanubhava, Viraktim. That's what Prabhupada says in the first paragraph. Those realizations come. So, Srimad Bhagavatam, this is probably one of the best verses in Srimad Bhagavatam, which offers the benefits of bhakti. I'm going to read this. Prabhupada writes it in the first paragraph today. Bhakti pareshanubhava viraktir anyatra cha isha trika eka kalaha prapadya manasya yathasnatahasyus tushti pushti shud apayo anughasam. What is the meaning of that? Please hear carefully. It's a beautiful translation. Devotion. Hmm? Have you heard of the D company? D, this is D company. Real D company. Not that D company. Okay. For those of you who don't know, D company means Daud Ibrahim's company. The notorious gangster. No, we are not talking about him. This is the real D company. There are three Ds here. Remember this. Devotion. Direct experience of the Lord and detachment from other things. Devotion, direct experience of the Lord and detachment from all other things. These three things occur simultaneously. They occur simultaneously for one who has taken shelter of Lord Krishna. Devotion, direct experience of the Lord and detachment everything occur simultaneously if one takes shelter of Lord Krishna. One doesn't have to do anything externally. In the same way, a beautiful analogy is given that pleasure, in the same way as pleasure, nourishment and relief from hunger come simultaneously. At 9 o'clock when we go upstairs, 
when the good time starts. Hmm? Then what happens? Then what, when we eat, what do we get? We get pleasure. <sighs> what is that? Rasagulla. Hmm? Or nice hot kichdi. We get pleasure. But at the same time, we get nourishment also. Along with that. Hmm? And at the same time, we get relief from hunger. All these three things occur simultaneously and increasingly with each bite. Hmm? For a person who is engaged in eating, similarly, for a person who is engaged in all these Navavidha Bhakti processes, then what happens? Three Ds, D company. What are the three Ds? Devotion, direct experience of the Lord and detachment. All these three things occur one after the other? No, they occur simultaneously, just like that eating process. So that's a very beautiful verse hmm? from Srimad Bhagavatam 11th Canto. Hmm? And Prabhupada says, this is the symptom of pure bhakti. When one gets all the three Ds together. Hmm? That is the symptom of pure bhakti. Hmm? So Prabhupada writes that in his first paragraph. Hmm? And then Prabhupada goes on to say that such a pure devotee works for Krishna. Hmm? Not that he works whatever he wants to do and offers the results to Krishna. For example, in the initial days of ISKCON, one person, one new devotee had joined. He was giving lots of money to the temple. The temple president was very pleased obviously. Fantastic job. <laughs> Highly renounced personality. But he asked, what do you do by the way? He said, I sell drugs. <laughs> I said, I'm please don't, don't do that. Stop this. We don't want money. In that way. Correct? So, Selling drugs and offering to Krishna is not karma yoga. <laughs> Correct. So Prabhupada says we cannot do any nonsense and say Krishna arpanam. Right? Sometimes what happens, there is one level above of hypocrisy. No? This is of course still there is some genuinity in this. At least he said I sell drugs. But the worst hypocrites are those people. What they do is when they have a financial loss, no? because they invested improperly in shares and all that. When they lose money, I know one person who did that. And he knows I teach Bhagavad Gita. So I said, what happened? So I said, lost lot of money. Hmm? Then I said, are you? No, Krishna Arpanam. I said, this is not Krishna Arpanam. This is your stupidity. You didn't invest properly. What Krishna Arpanam? Right? So you, are, you had no desire to give one Naya Paisa to the Lord. Right? You didn't want to give one dollar, one cent also to the Lord. Because of your bad karma and your stupidity, you lost money. So don't say Krishna Arpanam. Correct? Hmm? <laughs> Next, your lesson for such a person is invest wisely. That is the lesson. So we try to attribute our material failures as if it, we have very renounced. But no. Hmm? We have to be intelligent to know how to make money and then offer that money to the Lord. Hmm? By rightful means. Hmm? Not by doing ajibaji. Do number ka dhanda. No, we don't do that. Right? That's not the way. That's not Krishna Arpanam. So Prabhupada is saying we have to do the right, we have to work in the way it is ordained in the scriptures and then offer the results to Krishna. Right? Which means we can go to office, have a proper job or do a proper business and then we, we offer the results to Krishna. But better than that Prabhupada says is asking Krishna what to do and working for Krishna. Okay? Working for Krishna. That's a much more proactive than doing whatever we want and then offering the results to Krishna. Now, how does a devotee practically become proactive? Krishna is not going to come with a flute and tell us, okay, come, let's do financial planning for you, you know, or let's decide which education you are going to do. No. 
So we, Krishna comes in the form of his representatives, in the form of Diksha Guru and Shiksha Gurus. Diksha Guru may not be always accessible to us, but Shiksha Gurus are accessible to us, right? In our congregation, we have so many devotees, okay? So we approach them and we ask them, how can I, now that I want to do my career, how much should I work? What kind of job can I take? And there are devotees who, who have done this. Hmm? There are devotees who are balancing their material life and spiritual life very well. There are devotees who have integrated their material and spiritual life very well. So that's the process. So when we consult those devotees, then we are, it's as good as we are consulting the Lord. Because the Lord comes to us in the form of His servants. right? So that's a more proactive approach hmm? to know what we should do. But Prabhupada writes in his purports, Tridandi Sanyasi. Tridandi. Tridandi means one should serve the Lord with one's body, mind and words. So we must offer our BMW to the Lord. Body, mind and words. So Prabhupada's elsewhere, there is a beautiful verse. This is when Lord Krishna steals the clothes of the gopis and after that the gopis are gone Lord Krishna is walking along with Balaram and Lord Krishna is telling Balaramji look at these trees the way they have grown because when Krishna is walking all the trees are bending down so that they can pluck the fruits so Krishna is saying look at all these trees and then Krishna Lord Krishna tells a beautiful verse he says Etavad janma safalyam dehinam iha dehishu pranair arthair dhyan uvacha shreya acharanam sada. Krishna says, just like these trees are offering continuously their fruits and shade to all of us, not worrying about how we abuse them. Similarly, one must dedicate one's life, one's body, mind, and words to serve mankind. What is the highest service to mankind? If people are in a jail, what is the best service we can do to them? Put air conditioner in the jail and give them. Put extra butter in the roti which is served in the jail. Is that the highest? Is that the highest service? What is the highest service? Giving them the knowledge by which they can escape that jail. Yesterday in the newspaper, it was shocking to see in the time, in the headline, there was a photograph in Tihar jail, which is one of the worst jails in India. One criminal was killed by other criminals, right? Some people jumped over the fence and killed that fellow. And the police is sitting and watching there with their lati dandas. Can you imagine police is watching inside the jail, criminals coming and killing another fellow and police is simply watching and everything is on camera, right? So this is going on. So, who wants to go, who wants to remain in that prison? Tomorrow, even if the prison announces, from tomorrow along with roti, you will get vada pav. Is it still a good proposition to be inside Tihar jail? Not really, right? So, the highest welfare work is not just opening old age homes, hmm, giving charity and feeding the poor people. They must be done. That is necessary, but that is not sufficient. Hmm? The highest welfare work is to give this knowledge of Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam so that people can understand that and escape the cycle of birth, disease, old age and death. So, Prabhupada says, so such a pure devotee works for Krishna. He knows what is Krishna's mission. In the old Hindi movies, we used to have Mele Me Bichada Hua Ladaka. 
So what happens in the childhood, the hero is separated from his mother and later on towards the end of the movie, they are all united. Hmm? Ma! Like that. And everyone is crying in the theatre. Like that. Those are the movies, right? So if a child is separated from his mother, then no amount of toys are going to satisfy the child, right? What is the best service we can do to the child? To reunite the child with Supreme Father. And that's exactly what Prabhupada is saying here. Such a devotee works constantly to reunite all the lost children with the father. And how to reunite? Such a devotee gives a practical blueprint on what to do to reunite with the father. And these are, this is the practical blueprint. These are the nine steps in Krishna consciousness. These are the nine processes which if practically done, in fact it is said you don't have to do all the nine. If you perfect even one out of this, we are going back to Godhead in this lifetime. Just one of this. Then we can go back to Godhead. So what a nice interesting proposition this is. right? Just one. We can choose one of this based on our inclinations, our aptitudes and what Krishna inspires us from within. Of course, if we can do all the nine nicely, very nice. So that is the second point Prabhupada is making. Now, Vedas deal with so many things. Vedas deal with three topics. Bhukti, Mukti and Bhakti. Bhukti means sense gratification. Mukti means, Bhukti means how to enjoy the material world. Mukti means how to escape the material world. And Bhakti means how to enter the spiritual world. Right? Obviously, we can't enjoy this material world. But some, some people, they still want to enjoy the material world. There are two types of people who enjoy the material world. One are don't care masters. Okay? They don't care. They say, I don't believe in traffic signals. Right? They don't believe. They believe they can drive anywhere. Again, yesterday one fellow was there. One joker. He, his father bought him a, two bikes. The cost of one bike is in Indian rupees, it was, one bike was 18 lakh rupees. How much is that in dollars? 18 lakh rupees. How much is that? 9,000 dollars. No. 9,000 dollars. No, no, no. Not 9,000 dollars. 36,000 dollars, something like that. It has to be somewhere around that number. That's for a bike. 36, 40,000 dollar bike. And two bikes the father bought. Two bikes. And what happened? The son was driving it. He's a YouTuber, okay, on a bike, who was driving this bike. And he said, what a bike. Let me go 100 kilometers, 150, 200, 300 kilometers per hour trying to drive a bike on Yamuna Expressway. And what happened? Gone. Right? Not bike. Sun is also gone. <laughs> bike definitely will go. One more, Prabhu. Bike is gone. <laughs> okay. The fellow who will be worried about the bike being gone himself is gone. This is the problem. So what is the point? Is this the purpose of life? To drive a bike? <laughs> right? So, but people want to, don't want to follow any rules and regulations. Do whatever the mind tells. But there are other people who are pious people. They will come with nice, you know, ash on the forehead, kumkum, you know, nice people. And they will sing and dance all the demigod songs. Vel Muruga, Vel Muruga. You know, all these things they will do, they will do austerities, but at the end of the day, what do they want? They want what? Yeah, they want something. Hmm? Hmm? People want something from the Lord. So, so therefore, for these good prisoners, 
of the world, there is karma kanda given in the Vedas. Then there are those wise people, they say this is a jail, we cannot forever be happy here, even if we are good prisoners, because it is still a jail. They are the intelligent class. What they do? They say somehow we have to escape this jail. So they come out of the jail by using Jnana Marga. But when they come out of the jail, they don't know whether to go left or right. Some prisoners, when they come out of jail, by the time they come out of their jail, all their relatives have disowned them. <laughs> so they are happy they are out of the jail, but they are looking where do I go now from this jail. At least in the jail they were providing food. <laughs> now where will I go? At least I had a fellow inmate who was giving me some affection in the jail. Now where will I get that affection from? Right? So therefore, they have escaped the jail, but they don't know where to go after that. So therefore, simply escaping the material world is not enough. The nature of the soul, the nature of the soul is to constantly seek loving relationships. So simply escaping the jail is not enough. So therefore, the Vedas talk about karmakant for people who want to abide by the rules and enjoy in this material world. The Vedas give jnanakant for people who want to escape this prison and then the Vedas give upasanakant for those people who want to go back to Godhead. The Vedas give all the three. Now, Hiranyakashipu was knowledgeable in the Vedas actually. He knew everything that has to be known. That is why he was giving Bhagavad Gita lecture when his brother died to his relatives and pacifying them about the temporal nature of everything in this world, right? And how everything is ordained by the Supreme. So he knows everything. But despite having all knowledge, why can't we then take to Bhakti? That is because we are plagued with envy. That's the problem. We are plagued with envy of the Lord which manifests in envy towards his devotees. We cannot accept the plan of the Lord in our lives and we cannot accept the plan of the Lord in others' lives also. <laughs> if somebody is progressing nicely in bhakti, we have to pull him back. How he is going faster than me? Pull that fellow back. Right? How come he is becoming more prominent than I am becoming? This is the problem. This is the dirt that plagues our hearts. Because of which, even if we know everything in bhakti, we can't progress in bhakti. Envy pulls us back. Envy is like the lock in our bank account. We may have earned millions of dollars, but the bank has locked our accounts. So we don't have access to whatever we have. That is envy. So Krishna locks our account. So we don't feel enthusiastic in bhakti anymore. So Hiranyakashipu was envious of the Lord. So despite knowing everything, he still could not progress. Not to speak of himself progressing, he was impeding the progress of his son. But his son, as much as Hiranyakashipu was determined, his son, in Hindi we say Savashir. His son was one and a half times more than him. Right? So therefore, his son was also determined. So he is saying, you go on preaching all this nonsense to the world, but I am going to give Raja Vidya, the king of all knowledge to the world. The nine processes, starting with Shravanam Kirtanam, Vishnu Smaranam. So, Bhakti is very, very practical. Bhakti is practical. Bhakti starts by someone becoming inquisitive about the Lord. For example, someone with little bit of loose faith, which is called a Shraddha, comes to the temple. 
faith is not still full faith is little bit thoda little faith is there ah somebody is there upstairs ah i have heard it could be krishna let me go and check this is called as what shraddha so you check out little bit let's see what's happening here with that loose faith we come with that loose faith we come to the temple and start associating with devotees so the first stage is shraddha which is loose faith the next stage is sadhu sangha sadhu sangha means association of devotees and when we come to association of devotees devotees in hindi we say kaam pe lagate hain <laughs> right devotees will tell you to do something practical hmm? devotees will not say okay you are okay i am okay everything is okay let us all be okay hmm? see you later no devotees will give something practical and that is the time people run away <laughs> the moment you tell some prabhupad says the moment you say people to chant people say can't people remove the h out of the chant can't hmm? right and if you say chant 16 round then they are rafu chakkar they are they are they they become invisible from the temple after some time right so nobody wants to do anything practical in life right because practical means invest of investment of time which otherwise we can do better activities like watching netflix watching ipl whether the bombay tigers is winning or whether the calcutta lions are winning so people are besotted with all these things so where is the time to do bhakti right we have many other things like that so therefore bhakti is very practical so only when we are in the fire of association of devotees will we stop wasting time in life right so because devotees will engage in practical service more the time fizul ka waqt we say more free time that we have that is the most dangerous for our spiritual life so we have to try and live our lives in such a way that we do our material duties then we do our krishna consciousness and the rest of the time we take rest <laughs> if anything free time is there between this that's the time what is that verse krishna bhuli jeeva bhoga vancha kare nishtare maya tare japatiya dhare that's the time that maya comes and it catches us aaja beta there is a nice movie salman khan and some heroine come and watch that's the time when we have that little bit of free time that's the time we see that maya catches us so we try to not have any free time as much as possible because maya will be relentless police will never harass a good prisoner a good prisoner what he will be doing he will be breaking stones police will say hey break properly ah, yes sir sir can you give some training so i can take more load this is called as corporate certification <laughs> i want to grow in the organization can it can i take more responsibilities you know i would like to because what do you want sir i i, I really want to become senior vice president in the company yeah break more stones take we were looking for you yeah i will give you the donkey is given what more carrots for taking more load <laughs> so come donkey take donkey eat donkey work donkey nice donkey <laughs> right so this is corporate life right so those jokers will keep on adding only right so maya will never trouble such people because they are also happy working like donkeys correct you want more load you are getting more work because the reward for good work is what more work okay <laughs> correct that is the reward for good work right so people who are happy maya will not trouble them maya will say come on we are going in the right track you are achieved put photo on facebook with new car tell your relatives how successful you are 
okay as gaur gopal das prabhu says we live our whole life trying to impress people who we don't like we live our whole life trying to impress people who we don't like <laughs> that's our problem right so therefore bhakti is very practical bhakti means how to escape this jail not to live comfortably inside this jail so therefore devotees don't break stones so when a prisoner is trying to escape this jail that time he comes in the radar of that policeman hmm jail mein surang somebody is putting a what is that called surang means what tunnel in the jail that el chapo is putting tunnel to escape the jail that time the authorities are very careful who is that authority who becomes very careful maya is that authority you are very nicely coming in devotional service are wa you have studied bhagavad gita your bhakti vaibhav bhakti vedanta what knowledge you have people are telling very nice preaching you are the best and that is the time that is what that is who is talking maya is talking take rest now enjoy enjoy the puja and pratishta that bhakti gives you enjoy your position nicely take powerful position be more influential with everyone so this is all maya's words to us because her job she will do perfectly because she is the perfect servant of krishna the trishul who is that maya durga devi she is keeps us in mode of goodness mode of ignorance and mode of passion and she keeps us at it she keeps us as a relentless she is but a devotee has to understand that maya is relentless therefore i also have to be relentless for example if someone is falling from a cliff at 9.8 meters per second square free fall and if some some branch is there and somehow if you are able to hold on to the branch what happens will you fall down maybe not right gravity is still acting but i have held on to that branch which is the feet of the devotees gravity is still acting it is not that gravity band ho gaya the moment you release that grip what will happen your free fall will continue we cannot say ah now i have defied gravity <laughs> now i have become senior devotee i have become senior everyone should respect me now and the whole temple should operate around my desires because i am senior devotee that is what is called as leaving that branch then that is a sure shot recipe for down going down right so therefore how do we constantly remember that we have to hold that branch and not release that branch ever that is the first process of navavida bhakti what is that shravanam we keep hearing we keep hearing we keep hearing because in kali yuga what happens manda sumanda mataya manda bhagya hi upadruta kali yuga is what everybody is forgetful we are all manda we are all what is that called moodhas fools right we hear something after 10 minutes we forget <laughs> correct hmm? so that is the problem therefore to maintain our enthusiasm in bhakti forget about enthusiasm in bhakti to even understand that we are insignificant we have to be reminded every day that we are insignificant because what happens every day we become more and more we think we are becoming more and more significant that's the problem so every day we have to remind ourselves that we are insignificant and that will only happen by the process of shravanam 
constant shravanam. That's why it is said, not occasional Bhagavata Sevaya, not weekend Bhagavata Sevaya, Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya, right? Every day we have to keep hearing, every day, constantly we have to keep hearing, reminding ourselves. That's one reason for shravanam. The second reason for shravanam is not just for ourselves. The more we hear, the more knowledge we will get, the more deeper we go in our Krishna consciousness and also the better preachers we become. Because our movement is not about just being becoming devotees and then retiring in Vrindavan having purchased the two-bedroom hall kitchen. Right? This is not our movement. Our movement is going to that Kurukshetra out there and preaching. This is called as the mood of Ghoshti Anandi. So therefore, the if we don't hear, then our preaching, we will have nothing to say. For years, we will only be telling, we are not the body, we are the soul. We are not the body. Sunaya bhai. Same thing again and again. So we have to, when we, when, when we take, for example, when we do a Bhakti Vriksha program, for three years, we have to keep people enthusiastic. <laughs> right? So we can't become repetitive. Right? So the more we hear, and people will come to us with their problems. Right? How do we give solution to problems? We are not Sai Baba. That oh, we will know everything. Some mystic power we will know. Right? We are not Rupa Goswami. Right? We can give solution to all problems. But we, if we keep hearing from Rupa Goswami, if we keep hear, hearing from the Acharyas, then what happens? Then we are better equipped to serve others who are in difficulty. Not to speak of, you know, putting the oxygen mask in our own face first. Right? So, constantly Shravanam is important for personal application as well as preaching application. Because these are the two things that a devotee keeps doing till the devotee drops dead. Right? So, Shravanam, very, very important. Without Shravanam, none of the other components will work. That is why Srila Prabhupada instituted daily Bhagavatam class. Somebody, some, one day, one, one consultant recently visited the temple. The consultant was asking, what is your unique selling proposition? How are you all different from the Durga temple and other temples that are here? This is our unique selling proposition. In which temple daily Bhagavatam class happens? Right? In our temple only it happens. This is the unique selling proposition of ISKCON. That's what Srila Prabhupada instituted. Second process is Kirtanam. Okay. We'll go quickly because I think most of you know what these are. We'll just quickly browse through that. Shravanam, who is the perfection of Shravanam? Parikshit Maharaj. Because he heard even when he had seven days to live. He did not say, I had seven days to live. I have not seen Netherlands. So I wanted to go and since my childhood, I wanted to see. So let us do, you know, Yatra to Netherland Yatra. No. Okay. Shravanam means preparing our consciousness for leaving this material world. Hmm? Not watching Netherlands and developing samskaras for next lifetime or born in Holland. Right? Not like that. Maybe as an animal also. Correct? So, Shravanam and then Kirtanam. Hmm? Constantly hearing must lead to what? Chanting. Hmm? Shravanam doesn't mean lecture mein bahut anand aata hai. And then go home and do nothing about it. Bahut maja aya. Hmm? It was very good Prabhu. Nice class. After that go and do nothing after that. Right? So, Shravanam must lead to what? Kirtanam. Hmm? Shravanam must lead to prayerful chanting. Because more and more Shravanam we do, more and more, we start appreciating the Lord. When we appreciate the Lord, the eagerness to attain that personality who we appreciate increases. And therefore, that personality then becomes, they say in Hindi, how to say, that 
personality permeates our entire consciousness. Today, why that personality is not permeating our entire consciousness? Because as Sukadeva Goswami says, we have many more subject matters of hearing other than this also. So, we hear this also. At the same time, at the same time we hear so many other nonsense also. Therefore, the resolute determination for bhakti is not coming in our heart. So, constant shravanam will lead to better quality of kirtanam or japa. Right? And who is the best in kirtanam? Sukadeva Goswami, right? Because he is constantly talking about the Lord. Smaranam. Smaranam means remembering the Lord. At the end of all this, what is the goal? To remember the Lord, especially at the time of death. At the time of that, one cannot remember the Lord. If one has not practiced, one will say, ha, I have got it sorted out. You do all the Shravanam Kirtanam, I will watch IPL match. And after end of the lifetime, I will say, Krishna! I will remember the Lord and I will go. Is it that easy? How will you know when is the end of life? And even, hmm, how will you know when is the end of life? You will not know, right? The car need not necessarily hit us from front. It can hit us from back also. <laughs> Correct? We wouldn't even know death is just two seconds behind me now. Correct? So therefore, we don't know hmm, what time death will come. So therefore, it takes practice to be under smaranam of the Lord. It takes practice. We have to keep ourselves in the fire. Prabhupada says this example. As long as the rod in the fire, the rod is heated. The moment you come out, then you can't be, then you can't do anything to the rod because it's become rigid, right? So we will be flexible only to the point till the point in time that we allow ourselves to be in the fire of instructions from coming from pedigree or parampara. So, otherwise no smaranam. Smaranam comes and smaranam goes. Pada sevanam. Pada sevanam means serving the lotus feet of the Lord. Now, why feet is given specifically? Many people say, Mahatma Prabhu always asks this question. Why lotus feet? Like that. So, I am acting, I answering before you ask me that question. <laughs> Trying to answer. And then, but you know what is the answer. So, serving the lotus feet means, because feet means subservient. Head means you don't look at the Lord like this. Not like that. We look like this. Feet. That means we have to humble ourselves in front of the Lord. Hmm? Humbling ourselves doesn't mean only humbling in front of the Lord and behaving with devotees in an erratic manner. <laughs> no, I have direct connection. Radha Vallabha is there, I am there. Okay, that's enough. All of you go to hell now. <laughs> no. Humbling in front of the Lord means Lord Shiva is asking Parvati, which is the highest worship? Hmm? Sorry, Parvati is asking Lord Shiva. He says, Aradhananam Sarvesham Vishnor Aradhanam Param Tasmat Parataram Devim Tadiyanam Samarchanam. Highest worship out of all is worship of Vishnu. But higher than worship of Vishnu is worship of his devotee. So we cannot access the Lord without respectful dealings with devotees. That is Tadiya. Prabhupada mentions that in this purport also. So therefore, Pada Sevanam doesn't only mean serving the Lord directly. It doesn't mean going into the altar and only massaging the Lord's feet or giving bath to the Lord. It also means giving bath to the feet of the devotees. In fact, that is more important. Even if we don't go into the altar and wash the lotus feet of the Lord, wash, bathing the lotus feet of the devotees, sure shot will take us back to Godhead. That it, takes, it takes more of giving up our ego to worship devotees' lotus feet. Lord's lotus feet, everyone can worship. Correct. So, that is Pada Sevanam. So, Prabhupada says, Tadiya, hmm, be aware of dealings with devotees. Hmm. 
Everything associated with the Lord. Of course, Prabhupada also mentions Pada Sevanam means going to the holy places using our own feet. Using our own feet to visit the holy places, right? Because they are all serving the Lord, taking bath in the holy rivers. They are all part of Pada Sevanam. Then Archanam. Archanam means what? Worship, deity worship, a very, very important component of bhakti. It is not the Yuga Dharma. One cannot go back to Godhead by deity worship, okay? If one is not chanting. But if one is doing deity worship, then it is more likely that one's chanting is better quality than one who is not doing deity worship. So the purpose of deity worship is not to give our darshan in the altar. The purpose of deity worship is to understand, always be conscious of the personality of Godhead. Because the Lord is a person. So it keeps reminding us, the deity keeps reminding us that Krishna is a person. So don't do services mechanically, thinking that he is not a person. So even when we are dressing Jagannath's turban, whether in whether in temple or whether at home, we have to be very careful that the pin which we put to decorate that feather of Lord Jagannath does not touch the head of Lord Jagannath because it can hurt him. So that consciousness should be there and that we get from Shravanam. So in one sense, Shravanam permeates everything else. Kirtanam permeates everything else. So every, every each of these Navavida Bhakti processes are tightly integrated with one another. So that is Archanam. Archanam, the one of the biggest benefits of Archanam, home deity worship is for the children. Because children who cannot go to the altar get an opportunity to do deity worship at home. We can offer bhoga to the Lord and then partake of that. So, deity archanam at home as well as archanam in the temple. Then vandanam. Vandanam means prayer. Prabhupada said and Bhurijan Prabhu also says in Japa book that we have to chant in a prayerful mood. We have to chant in a... Chanting itself is a prayer, vandanam. Now, when can we chant in a prayerful mood? Only when we are insignificant. Correct? And we are really, really dependent on the Lord. So, if we don't feel dependent on the Lord, then our chanting will not be in a prayerful mood. It's like the beggar in the railway station. If the beggar, he doesn't have any hands and legs and he's coming and saying, Amma, Amma, give me some food, I have not eaten. And you look at that fellow, he's completely, you know, gone, that fellow. No hands, no legs, sometimes eyes are not there. Like that he's coming. Then you feel like giving him something. If someone comes with the hands in the pocket and say, Hey, give me ten dollars. <laughs> Hang on, where are you come from? Such arrogance you are asking ten dollars? Right? right? And then they will also spit at you and go, if you don't give ten dollars. This is not real beggar. <laughs> because begging means begging. Oh Lord, please give me your mercy, I am dependent. So we, that's why it is said, Unless Trinadapi Sunichena Tarorava Sahishtuna Amanina Manadena, Kirtaniya Sadahari will not come. So we really have to feel I am most fallen and beg the Lord for mercy. In such a state of mind, we can chant properly. So chanting is prayer. It is non-different from prayer. Chanting is a plea to the Lord. So that's the next. So, so vandanam. Vandanam means prayerful mood. In prayerful mood, you do every other aspect of bhakti. Dasyam. Ekali Ishwara Krishna Arasabha Bhritya. There is only one Lord. That position is taken. So we don't vie for that position. <laughs> right? That recruitment has already been done. The Lord has self-recruited himself there. right? So we don't need to apply for that position in seeker. Seek.com. Seek position of God. right? So we have to understand 
that Lord Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, that position is taken and our eternal position is always going to be His servant. That is called as Dasyam. In fact, Dasyam is one of the five Mukhya Rasas also. Then comes Sakyam. Sakyam means that become being friendly with the Lord, be, being on the side of the Lord all the time. A friend is one who is always with you hmm, in any situation. So we are with the Lord in any situation and when we do like that, what happens? Ye mam prapadyante. The Lord is also with us in any situation. This is called as mutual friendship. Hmm? You are my friend, I am your friend. Sakyam, right? Atma nivedanam, hmm? the last component, right? Atma nivedanam means Considering the Ishavashya principle. Ishavashya principle means what? Everything animate or inanimate is owned by the Supreme Lord. Idam Krishnaya idam namama. Nothing is mine. Right? So how does Atma Nivedanam, how do we actually practice Atma Nivedanam? We use whatever our material possessions are in service of the Lord. Right? Whatever we have outside of our Atma, <laughs> which is what is we, we first use that. That is called as Yukta Vairagya. And finally, what do we do? We surrender our own free will also to the Lord. That is called Atma Nivedanam. Because free will is the intrinsic nature of an Atma or a spirit soul. Right? Everything else, the Lord can also take away from us. But one thing the Lord never takes away from us is what? Our free will. That is the only thing He doesn't take away. That's why if we voluntarily offer that which the Lord will not interfere, that is called as Atma Nivedanam. Right? So, these are the nine processes, practical blueprint for bhakti that Prahlad Maharaj is enunciating in this chapter. So, it's exactly 9 o'clock, sorry, I went a little overboard, but if there are any quick questions, we will take or corrections or anything, any other views. Hare Krishna, Grantraj Srimad Bhagavatam ki jaya. Yes, Mahatma can anyone offer a mic to Mahatma Prabhu, please? Or this mic? Yes. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Thank you once again for a beautiful class. Thank you. Bhakti is also Rati to Bhagwan. Bhakti, Rati, Rati means love, to be Bhagwan. So that's Bhakti. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you, Prabhu. Hare Krishna. Mataji here. Oh, you have a question there? No? Okay. Thank you, Prabhuji, for the nice class. Prabhuji, you mentioned that we should offer Krishna everything with our mind, body, and soul. Um, mind, body, and words. Mind, body, and words. So, I would like to ask, sometimes we want to serve Lord Krishna in a particular way, but we are unable to do so because of circumstances, age, and all. So, how do we understand that? How do we understand it as Lord Krishna not wanting us to serve him because we are not qualified or as our karma that we are unable to do the service? Yeah, good question. So, we have to understand what service means. We have, we definitely have certain simple practical things which we can see. For example, serving prasadam to all the devotees, cleaning the temple. Okay, These are all services that we do. But at the end of the day, what is the sadhya after the result of all this is what? The result of all this is what? What does the Lord accept in all these things? What does He accept in all our services? He accepts the mood of love. Right? The Lord, Patram Pushpam Phalam Toyam Yome Bhaktya Prayachati Tadaham Bhakti Upahritam Asnami Prayatatmanaha. The word Bhakti is coming several times in this verse. So the Lord doesn't need our banana fruit from Victoria Market. 
correct? He is God, he is the source of all bananas, right? He doesn't need flour from one bulk, right? So he doesn't need all these things, he doesn't need anything, he doesn't need our donation, you know. Ten dollars in the hundi, right? He is the husband of the goddess of fortune. Actually the Lord is Atmaram, he doesn't need anything from anyone. So, but what is he expecting out of all these things? He expects only love. He is Bhavagrahi Janardana. He, know, he is only accepting love from us all the time. Other things he doesn't need from us. So we think we are offering everything to the Lord. The deity has not eaten anything and all that. But he is accepting the mood that he has not eaten. Does it make sense? So therefore, if when, when we say, sometimes when your question says we cannot serve because we, for example, we have become old, okay? We cannot serve. This is a question which my mother asked. My mother asked this question to His Holiness Radhanath Swami Maharaj. See, so because my mother couldn't walk, she is no more, but she could not walk. She was in a wheelchair for 10, 12, 15 years probably, right? So yeah, she asked the same question. During my second initiation, she asked this question. Maharaj, I am not able to do any service because I am very old, which reflects the mood of your question. So Maharaj said, Krishna simply sees your heart. So keep your heart pure and Krishna will accept that. Because from a pure heart, you will always want to, you will always be, you will have favorable thoughts for the Lord and Krishna accepts those favorable thoughts. So even if physically we are not in a position to do service, Krishna still gets enough from the devotee who has got a favorable mindset towards him. Does it make sense? He still accepts the devotee's heart. For example, if, let's take, let's say me. Now who is the person who loves her most? It is me as her son. Right? Will I say, my mother is not able to serve me anymore. She is not able to cook anything like before. No, I don't love my mother. No. Right? Because I can still feel the love of my mother even if she can't cook one meal for me. Or she can't do one thing for me. She is in her deathbed. But still I love my mother. Krishna is the supreme father. So why do you think Krishna is any different? If we can be like that with our mother, Krishna is the source of that love which we have for our mother. Right? So you can imagine. So there is no problem. So the only point is that we have to develop love for Krishna and his devotees. If that is there, even if physically we don't, we are not able to do any service, we are continuously serving the Lord in that way. Because we are continuously giving the mood of that love to him. Does that answer? Thank you, Prabhupada. Okay, okay. Okay, I'll stop here. Nine five. Hmm? Okay. Shila Prabhupada ki jai. Grantraj Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Hare Krishna.